Hello, everybody, and of course, welcome back to another episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X. And this. You already know what to do. If you are on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you are on our Facebook page, please make sure you like our Facebook page. And as well, if you are on YouTube, go ahead and hit that red subscribe button and go ahead and hit that notification bell so you can notify for shows like this one in the future. Ding! For that ish. And as well, if you are on Twitter, check us out on Periscope. At X Talking Ish, and as well on my personal page, I'm about to go ahead and retweet it right now at X underscore Williams 81. I'm doing it right now. I'm telling you, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I just did it. It's retweeted on my personal page. So go check it out. Ain't no excuses. Any one of these social right. media platforms, you can go ahead and check us out. So before I get into anything, we throw it over to my boy Ish. How you doing tonight, sir? Man, you know, chilling, chilling. Um, it was a pretty good weekend for me. Uh, considering my team won and it's moving on, so don't feel like that. How about you? How about you? It sounds like uh like y'all got a, a coach um almost wrapped up in Tennessee. I mean, it seems like it's it's a done deal. Um, it is what it is. Um, I'm not mad at the hire. I was honestly more of my second or third choice. I'm I was a big big Ben Johnson fan, uh, office coordinator from the from the Lions. But one thing I do know about life: if you don't own shit. Can't be complain. I can't complain about the decisions that are not made about uh, when it comes from uh, somebody else that owns said company. So it's just mm-hmm. one of those things where uh, hopefully uh, everything will turn the way that things should be turning on our end, and the moves that uh, Amy Adams Strunk has made over the last five years have been the right ones. So going to go ahead and continue to trust in her and the process, and we'll see what we're looking like in the next three years. But it'll be interesting. Again, we'll we'll talk more about that. Uh, next week or probably in the off season once everything wraps up but um before we get into the games i the reason why unfortunately we weren't here last week is because i did unfortunately contract covid so i was out all last week but i am back healthy and i am good to go so we appreciate you everybody for tuning in once again and sticking with us season is almost over with and of course we are here for the divisional playoff recap show for you guys and excuse me and um the funniest thing about this divisional playoff round is that um ish's team shouldn't be here anymore because last time i checked ish was not a believer and i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave it alone i'm gonna leave it alone until we talk about the game at the end of the show but it's very interesting to me to see my boy ish is out here with the with the reverse psychology just you know we ain't gonna win i just this team just ain't it you know we're just Bar receivers dropping balls and oh, the I'm just, cursed oh, it. I don't want to hear that shit. I told him, I told Casey, I didn't want to hear that shit. Okay. So with that being said, we'll get into it. We'll get into that game a little bit. Let's go ahead and start right up, right off with, of course, the hometown team here in Houston, with uh, the Texans and the Ravens. Texans went ahead and went over to Baltimore to try to upset Lamar Jackson and that freight train of the Baltimore Ravens at the moment. And of course, unfortunately, was uh, unsuccessful. But ish, and something we haven't really talked about yet. And I, I'm happy to have this conversation with you uh, on the air. Um, I know everybody's quick to think that because I'm a Titans fan, I'm a Texans hater, and 
that's not necessarily the case. I'm a realist when it comes to football. That's all the teams, even though I, I hate Ravens as well, too. I'm just realistic when it comes to uh, what I see. And I was one of the very few people that did say that the Texans would win eight or nine games this season. They surpassed that, won a division, won a playoff game, and then had an opportunity to maybe upset the best or the second best team, depending on how you look at it, um, in the NFL. First half looked very promising, you know, for a team for a team that let's be let's be real, it's for a team that's not supposed to be there and or just playing off of just pure athleticism, young, you know, young, just just being free, young and free. I think they performed well. Um, even though they didn't score a point in the second half, it really comes down to let's just be honest, Ish. Again, if you were watching that game. I don't know about you, Ish, but that Baltimore Ravens defense was swarming. Oh man, was swarming to the ball, and I don't know if you saw the mic'd up version of Rokon Smith after the game or whatnot, but the intensity that he brought in that game, you know, it's what the Ravens need and had and will always need at that position. Obviously, dating back for Ray Lewis, and of course, a lot of people forget about a guy named Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs is really the guy that, of course, was able to usher in the next wave of linebackers after Ray Lewis passed the torch. And it looks like we're definitely passing the torch once again to Rokron Smith. So um, I say that to say this, that the Texans will probably will be back. Um, and I'm talking about just in the mix of things. If, if not the playoffs, then, again, mm-hmm. another 9-10 wins, 11-win season, whatnot. So they're not going anywhere. Ravens are not going anywhere as well, too. Don't be surprised if we see the matchup once again. Um, and for the Texans, I think this is a really good wake-up call to see what you need to improve on moving forward. And what I mean by that is it's not about skill set-ish. Like I said, if you watch the game, it was really about dogs, right? It was about who can impose their physicality on another team. If the Texans can get a couple more Laramie Tunsils, if they can get a couple more Nico Collins and, and, and Tank Dells on that team, a couple more CJ Strouds, and again, I'm not talking about the position, I'm talking about leaders and dogs, mm-hmm. that will then help them be able to be in that upper echelon with the Chiefs and the Ravens. And I'm not even gonna throw in the Bills, we'll talk about them a little bit. We're not even gonna throw the motherfuckers in there because they don't but they don't belong. But Texans can do that again. Everybody loves talking down on the AFC South, but the AFC South, I'm just being honest, it's not full of dogs. Like it's just, it is what it is. If you can take care of your business in that division, Texans, they can, they can definitely make some noise in the AFC. Um, for me, it's not so much about the mentality as much as it is the inexperience. I think, like you rightfully said, the Texans were in the game um, at halftime. I was definitely sitting there thinking to myself. And the Texans should be up in this game because um, really they were in the driver's seat and it seemed like they had a couple chances to get ahead and establish themselves in the lead. And they just kind of squandered those chances. And really when it boiled down to it, to me, it's the inexperience that really shown through, uh, especially in the second half. It seems like it seemed like from not only a player standpoint, but from a coaching standpoint, uh, adjustments were made at halftime and the Texans just did not come out 
on the right end of those adjustments, right? Um, obviously, both teams are going to make their adjustments. But uh, like you pointed out, Baltimore in the second half, the defense was just swarming. It what was, I would say, a fairly solid first half from C.J. Stroud and that offense and the offensive line. Um, the second half is night and day. I mean, there the pressure was there. He didn't have the time. You started to see some of that. Just um, you started to see some of that inexperience. That I think, honestly, this was a good experience for the Texans to have a good learning issue. Yeah, learning builder for the for what they were trying to build in Houston. I think this Maybe. season you got to look at it as hey, we built a solid foundation. We just hope that, you know, next year we're able to continue building on that. We're able to stay healthy. And who knows what noise they're going to be able to make next year. And the best thing about it, too, as well, the Texans are now becoming an attractable destination as a wide receiver, as a lineman, as a defender, whatnot, to help out C.J. Stroud, you know, as we talk about in, in the talking heads on all the other networks talk about all the time, franchise quarterback. If you have a franchise quarterback, you have a chance, right? Because it's not so much about what that quarterback is able to do performance-wise on, on and off the field. It's about also the different um, and different in the amount of people that that quarterback is able to reach mm-hmm. and be able to say, you know what? I want to go be a part of Lamar Jackson. I want to be a part of of Patrick Mahomes. I want to be a part of of Josh Allen or Tua or whoever it is, CJ Stroud, of course. I want to be a part of what they're building. And because of, like you said, the foundational year, again, as a Titans fan, I'm worried. I'm big completely honest. I'm worried because if everything stays, if everything stays as is, I'm talking about health. If you know everything goes right, they continue to keep growing. I've already I stated it when they won a division. I think in four years, within four years, they could be in Super Bowl. I'm just I'm I said it once, I will say it again. Um, they have all the they have all the makings, right? And as long as you can keep on building, it's it's right there for the taking. Now, and I say all that to again be realistic about what we have seen in just years prior. We can see a guy like Joe Burrow take a, a bad Bengals team to a Super Bowl. Right. We can we saw that. Right. But we also just this past year can see teams that are hyped up the New York Jets. And all of a sudden, one injury can end the season, can, you know, just derail certain things. Right. We saw just this past year, C.J. Stroud had to miss two games due to a concussion. He even stated himself that that concussion was the worst concussion he ever gotten. It was it was completely different than anything that he's experienced before. So I say that to say this, is we both know that injuries are going to occur. Uh If the Texans can continue to add depth, that is really the the difference maker of a good team and a great team. If somebody can, if somebody falls off for whatever reason, can we plug and play and and continue to have the train moving? That's why the Ravens and the Chiefs are so successful right now in the AFC. The Texans, the Texans can figure that out and continue to keep building. I do have them as a top three, top four team in the AFC, like I said, in the next two or three years. 
Well, I I think that that is very achievable for them, um, especially looking at what they were able to achieve in their first year. I think one of the things that I will kind of throw a little bit of water on that and cool cool it down a bit is if you're a Texan fan right now, you need to be paying attention to this coaching uh, carousel that's going on because a name that has become very popular is Bobby Slovic, mm-hmm. the the offensive coordinator. Although he's only been a coordinator, this is his first year as a coordinator. It appears that the trend that's going around the league of these, you know, young bright quarterbacks. Um, he's had a lot of interviews. He's had a lot of interviews so far. Um, I'm hearing now, and I it was reported that. Uh, what looked like a almost sure thing in Atlanta for Bill Belichick to land there. Still 50-50 at the moment. Starting to look like they're they're looking more towards a more modern, younger coach. If I'm a Texan fan, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not going to feel good about, like, moving forward until we get through this. Not to say that, you know, if Bobby Slovic does get an opportunity somewhere, that that's going to ruin um, – what they built here and it's gonna you know slow that down by any means but i will say history has if history has proven anything in this league a young quarterback having to go through multiple offensive systems just is not a good look it doesn't help them with their development it becomes a grind of having to learn a new um every year especially against every year um so if there's something i would prefer if i'm a texas fan i would prefer Mm -hmm. to keep him at least another year just to have that stability for cj stroud and we also know what happens and you you being a chiefs fan you know firsthand when a team continues to be good all of a sudden play uh players and coaches will have to depart because Mm -hmm. they're eric b enemy and Matt Nagy, of course, left, came back. You know, Tyreek Hill had to go get his bag. Yep. You know, like it's it's a part of unfortunately being good, right? And then it also is a part of being bad. When you're on a bad team, bad organization, folks don't want to get the hell up out of there by any means. So it's it's that balancing act, right? It's that balancing act within sports on when it comes to be, how to be good for a long period of time too. That's the, that's a, that's the hard part as well too. Not just being good just for one year and falling off. So ish, man, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how all the stuff plays out. I mean, we're, we're not even, the season is, isn't even over yet yet. And we're still, we're, we haven't got to the Super Bowl. And we're just trying to figure out how the off season is going to play out for man. next year. <laughs> that's, that's just, to me, I think it's wild because of just how much more the, how much more intriguing the NFL is now than it ever has been uh, in the past. I'm talking about with the talent of the players, with the talent of the coaching staffs as well, too. And also, I will give it up to some of these owners as well, too, when it comes to saying, hey, we're going to go ahead and, and put all of our chips in this year. General manager or owner say, look, we're going to try to do it this year. Even though the Eagles didn't didn't get to where they wanted to be this year, they're going to they're gonna do it almost every year and say, look, if we have a chance to go to Super Bowl this year, we're going to go all in. And I respect that when it comes to management saying we are, I mean, instead of them thinking that we need to, you know, make sure we get as much profit as we can, 
You guys are going to get your profit. You're going to get your TV deals, the stadiums that, that y'all charge at $115 for parking and all these other stuff that you guys are going to get at the end of the year. Last time I checked, I thought it was about winning. You know, so if you got if you as an owner, if you're that competitive, then do what you need to do to go out here and win some games, win a Super Bowl. So we'll see how it all plays out. And of course, another owner that likes to do a lot of talking with his checkbook and not his his actual uh the Lombardi trophy, Mr. Jerry Jones. But we'll, we'll talk about that more in the, in the offseason. But let's go ahead and move on to the NFC matchup, the Packers and the 49ers. Um, Ish, I'll let you start off with this one first. Now 49ers did come in with a 10.5 point spread. The Packers were able to cover that. Was this game more about the 49ers or about the Packers and, and the performance of Jordan Love and what we maybe could see moving forward? Um, so I'm glad you brought that up because I've been hearing a lot of things of people saying that the Packers lost that game. The Packers threw that away. Oh, they just how how could they let that happen? Can we have some respect for what Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, and this San Francisco offense was able to do at the end of that game. Can, well, is it depends it, on who you ask, right? Depends on who you ask. Some people still not a believer of Brock. Some people are not a believer of Kyle Shanahan, especially in the fourth I mean, quarter. You know, there's a lot of still speculations out there. Can, can we just say that it was a hard-fought game, and when it mattered most, when they needed a play, when they needed a drive, they were able to put a drive together, and they were able to go down and win that game. Right. And when you look at a team and you look at Super Bowl winning teams, when you look at the makeup of your team and like you were saying earlier, the mentality, having those dogs, when you look at that from a team standpoint, what San Francisco was able to do, I don't take anything away from Green Bay. I think what Green Bay did in that game and putting themselves in the position to win that game, they did everything right. They just couldn't finish it. Right. And I think I, I make the distinction all the time. We talk about it all the time. Winning is something that you learn. Winning is something that a team has to learn how to do. They have to learn as a team how to finish these games, how to shut the door on teams, whether it be a team that's better than them or it be a team that happened to hang around for a long time, and then you you got to put them away, right? Crush their neck. With it, it takes learning that and being in those experiences and sometimes failing in those experiences before you actually get to, like, learn how to do that consistently. A team doesn't just wake up and do that consistently. They learn that. And I think for Green Bay – if there's anything that you can take from this and you can say like, man, it's going to be like we said about the Texans, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with moving forward. They were in it. They had an opportunity. They just didn't finish it. And I think to me, it was more so San Francisco having that experience and just having the dogs and that will to win that game and knowing how to go down and do it in that moment than it was Green Bay just choking it away. I don't think they choked it away. I think when it came down to it, the better team showed up and did what they were supposed to do. I'm honestly not mad at anything that you just said. And let's all put this in perspective. Packers were the seventh seed. 49ers were the, first, were the number one seed. I mean, let's be honest. The Niners were supposed to win this game, right? Mm -hmm. But 
We all know about playoff football. Anything can happen. Nothing is guaranteed. Seating goes out of the window when it comes to playoff time. But I want to throw out this comment from Greg on YouTube. He says, I don't believe in Purdy. I'm one of those people, X. And <laughs> no, I mean, no, no. I'm, I'm, no I'm, I, I feel the same way with Greg. No, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I'm not mad at the comment because if you're a 49 er faithful, and I, I see it all on social media, bro. I see it. I, I, I've, this 49er faithful will they will ride with this guy Brock Purdy and will will make sure they throw out all the metrics to make sure that you know that you're wrong about Brock Purdy. And I look, I got it. He is a good player. He is a good quarterback. He's a stud. He's whatever you want to call him. He's, he's this, he's that. Manager. Okay, but he had a bad he had a bad first three quarters. Oh, yeah. I would say okay. He had an okay first three quarters, right? Yeah, it was all right. The fourth quarter, he had one drive really where it was it was a damn good drive, damn good throws, and that's where he showed up where where when the team needed him. And kudos to Brock. My thing is, Ish, I don't think this game really is the measuring stick for Brock. You know, again, this was a game that they were supposed to win. This Lions game this upcoming week. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think the Lions defense is the 49ers defense. The Baltimore Ravens defense. That's not again. That's not what I'm saying. Not at all. But Aiden Hutchinson will be in Brock Purdy's mouth for most most of that game. Yeah, you can pause all you want to. You know exactly what I mean. He'll be in his mouth. You know what I'm talking about. Be Ooh. riding his grill. He gonna be he gonna be in his ass 24 seven throughout that game. Whatever you want to whatever you want to whatever face you want to make. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson and the crew out there in Detroit will make sure. That Brock Purdy is uncomfortable in that pocket. Is that better for you? So, yeah, yeah, with that yeah, being yeah. said, with that being said, I'm excited for this NFC matchup because I genuinely think that the Lions can beat the 49ers. I really do think the Lions can beat the 49ers. I, I think Jer- I, Jared Goff is going to have a homecoming going back to Cali and stuff. Mm. You know, I mean, as long as the weather holds up and it's not, you know, it was rainy like it was this past Sunday. Mm. I'm not calling it now, but I, I probably will when the weekend gets here. But I think the Lions can and will beat the 49ers. Now, my, my thought process might change another day or two, but really it comes down to the health of Debo Samuel. Now, I know it's easy for people to say, oh, well, Brock's played better without Debo, and, and Brock can do this without Debo. So you tell me as a 49er, as a 49er fan, you want to go into that game with no Debo and, and, and make sure that – I'm sorry, and have everything – lie on Brock Purdy. Okay. If you if you guys believe in Brock Purdy that much, I would love to see Debo sit out. But I'm pretty sure in the offseason we'll get a tweet from Debo talking about, well, if I was playing, you know, it wouldn't have happened. So again, we'll see how this all plays out. Comes down to health. But at this at the at this point in the season, we talk about all the time ish, everybody's hurt. Everybody's banged up. So it doesn't really matter. Go put your best 11 out there. And we'll play it out, and we'll go from there. Any other words on this game before we move on? Is um, no, not really. I mean, I think you you covered it for the most part. I think um, everything that you pointed out about the Lions and them being able to win that game. If there's one team that I think um, can find a way to win one of these scrappy games against San Francisco, I definitely think that the Lions it's they the, got that. It's makeup. the bite the kneecap off team. They, they got that makeup. It's the bite it. the kneecap off team again. Three years ago, we we looked at it and we laughed. What the hell are you talking about? And Dan Campbell maybe could have the last laugh, right? Or maybe the last kneecap, whatever way you want to look at it. 
Goodness. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the Buccaneers and, of course, the Lions, as we just talked about previously. And before we get into the game, let's let's really get into what this Lions team means to this Detroit city and maybe even the state of Michigan, depending on if you're a Lions fan or not. Um, just from my own experience, my dad is a is from Detroit. He is a Lions fan, but he also is a Steelers fan, so... You know, he 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 has to have a team to actually win, you know, because Lions haven't won for so long. But um, to see my dad's side of the family be able to celebrate a national championship for Michigan and then maybe be able to see the Lions go to the Super Bowl in the same year ish. That is just completely mind blowing. I've been alive 33 years ish and and not 30 years of those 33 years, probably 32 of those 33 years. We mostly have laughed and joked about the Lions. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And now they have an opportunity to pretty much do what the Bengals did, right? But the Bengals have actually gone to Super Bowl, you know, before they went back again with Joe Burrow. You know, yes, the Lions have they have four, you know, football championships, but that was pre-Super Bowl and nobody counts those. So if the Lions are able to actually finish the job this year. I would love to just go to Detroit just to, just to see the parade, bro. Like I would love just to just to see the 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 reaction from everybody and just mm-hmm. just to be a part of it. I mean, I, I think that would be amazing. Um, again, I have no dog in the fight for the playoffs. I'm not a Lions fan. I'm not going to hop on a Lions bandwagon. But watching the fan base, watching the how loud it is in the stadium. You know, watching the former players or fan uh, people that are fans of the Lions, you know, support because we always, you know, no disrespect to the Chiefs, but we always see Chiefs fans and and Steeler fans and Patriot fans and they're and they're you know famous people and everybody that likes them. You know, it's, it's great to see something different, right? It's, it's, see the Lions and you know maybe. Uh, uh, I don't, you say it's great. I don't necessarily know that I think it's great to see the Lions. Well, it's, it's it's nice to not have to see the same damn teams every goddamn year. That's what I think. So, yeah, yeah. That being said, I need the Lions to find a way. Please find a way to beat the um, the 49 ers so we won't have to worry about people out here talking about Ooh. how the NFL is rigged. We already know who's going to be in the in the uh, Super Bowl because of the color scheme and all of the stupid crap that everybody wants to throw out on TikTok. Please, Lions, find a way to figure this out and beat the 49ers this upcoming weekend-ish. I mean, like you said, man, the Lions, they just – they're a scrappy team like the city that they come from. They really go out there and they just – they make it happen. Um, I think in this game in particular – we we just we ended up seeing a team that wasn't supposed to be there. Um, they made it as far as they could go, right? I think Tampa Bay. From early on, I don't think people were expecting too much from them, and they've just been able to go out and just consistently find a way to get the results. Um, but going into the going into this weekend, it's probably one game that I didn't I didn't even want to watch this game if I'm being honest. I didn't want to watch it. It was a good game. It was a, it was a good game, but I didn't want to watch it. 
because I don't I feel like we had I feel like we had a four good games except for the, the second half of that Texans Ravens. Yeah, not the second game. half of that Texans Ravens game. But you'd be, um, you'd be a real hater right now, Ish. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I don't really like watching the Lions. I'm sorry to say I know I, mean, I get hate. I don't care. The offense don't really is, like the offense is fun to watch. The defense yeah. gets after the after the offense. Yeah. I mean, what do you not want to yeah. So are you saying are you scared to play the Lions in the Super Bowl if you're the Chiefs? Is that what you're saying? No, that sound like to me. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, all. didn't think you're gonna be beat the Bills. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a whole different thing. They're you built. They are built to beat the Chiefs. The Bills are be, built to beat the Chiefs. Huh? One They're out of every to beat the Chiefs. Time, huh? I mean, they do it in the regular season. They just don't know how to do because it. Because we know that that's where it matters, huh? I'm just saying they they are built to beat them. They beat them in the regular season regularly. They just don't know how to do it in the playoffs. And I mean, maybe maybe we need to start having the conversation about Josh Allen that we have about Lamar Jackson all the time. Well, it's funny you bring that up because we'll hold off on that until we get to the actual game of the Chiefs and Bills. So before we move on, is there anything else you want to talk about in this game? Because I know how much you enjoy this no, game. No. All right, I will say this before we move on. I'll, I'll finish it off with this. I know all the talk was about the Lions, but on a serious note, I, I tell you, I tell you guys this all the time. I give credit where credit is due. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield definitely uh, rejuvenated his career with Tampa Bay this year. I mean, career highs and almost everything for him. And if it's going to be very, very interesting to see what the Buccaneers they have. I think almost 15 free agents that are supposed to be free agents this upcoming season. And obviously still haven't gotten a deal done with Mike Evans. I don't know if that will get done. Mm. Baker Mayfield, you know, again, are you going to be able to perform the same way you did this year? You know, is it a one year mm. fluke? You know, so it'll be, that's a lot of question marks moving forward, but I think for the Buccaneers, they exceeded expectations. Shout out to Todd Bowles. Shout out to Todd we Bowles. We talked about him before the season started being like, damn, we really hope he's not the first coach to get fired. Didn't happen. Won the division. I mean, hell of a job by Baker and Todd Bowles and the rest of the crew out there in Tampa for doing what they were able to do. Of course, nobody wants to hear that right now after losing in the playoffs. But on a serious note, I think they had a great season. And we'll see how that all plays out for that organization moving forward. But um, that hey, the NFC South is weak right now. Maybe you can take full advantage of it and continue to keep winning it and, you know, see what you can do moving forward. So let's finish it up with the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, I'll let you take it first because obviously this is your team and love to hear what you have to say about this. Um, Man, we talked about it a little bit on the um, before we got on the show. And I know you've been joking and you hee hee and ha ha and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I'm not afraid to say that I picked the Bills to win this game. I'm not afraid to say that because I think there's nothing wrong with being realistic about your team and seeing the deficiencies and also being able to objectively call a game between two teams when you know that one team is maybe just a little bit better. Maybe a little bit, they've got the momentum. Maybe their strengths are what attack your weaknesses. And I, I can say to you that Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they have been building their team to beat the Chiefs. They're not building their team. I don't feel like they build their team 
to win a Super Bowl. Like, uh, everybody wants to say, like, hey, all these teams build teams to win Super Bowls. Not necessarily. Sometimes a team, they build their team to beat the other teams in their division. Mm -hmm. Like, now, do they want to win a Super Bowl? Yes. Do they hope that that roster makeup is going to be able to take them to the Super Bowl? Yes. But a lot of times, teams are built to beat teams in their division or their conference, whoever their foe is, their boogeyman. And I think the Buffalo Bills are built to compete with the Chiefs and beat the Chiefs. And they should have won that game. They should have won the game. Let's just call it what it is. And wait, hold on. Before I continue, Andy Reid, don't give Miko Hartman that ball ever again in your damn life. He doesn't even need to be active anymore. I don't know why we brought that man back, and I don't know why they kept giving this man the damn ball, okay? He doesn't need to touch the ball at all. That, that's all I'm going to say about that one. Now I'll move on. Um, but ultimately, the Buffalo Bills should have won that game. They were given every opportunity to win that game, and they just did not want it. Not necessarily they didn't want it. They just couldn't figure out how to do it. Um, I heard some people talking about moving on from Josh Allen. That's absolutely ridiculous because a franchise quarterback in the NFL is not easy to find. And searching for a franchise quarterback in the NFL can ruin a, an organization. Oh, can I say something record? My apologies. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. If the Bills want to go back to J.P. Lossman. Thank you. I'll continue, sir. Thank you. Um, so for me, it's not a get rid of Josh Allen, but maybe we need to start having a conversation, like I said earlier, about Josh Allen that we've had about Lamar Jackson. Like, we know what you can do, Josh. You're a really good quarterback in this league. Nobody is discounting that. Nobody's going to, you know, say anything other than that. But maybe you're just not the kind of guy that can win a Super Bowl. And if if you have a problem with that statement, you need to go out and go make a, make a difference. Go change that. We need to see that against the Chiefs, against the Ravens against these these better teams in the AFC. Like, yeah, you won a, a playoff game, congratulations. Now let me see you do it against the guys that have been prevented you from going on to win or compete for a Super Bowl. I think it's as simple as that. Like, I don't want to hear to talk about Josh Allen anymore unless we're talking about how he hasn't been able to get it done in the playoffs and we need to see him get it done in the playoffs. So, a lot to unpack there. I'll start off with the Josh Allen and the Lamar thing. You're not wrong, right? I'm not discrediting what you're saying when it comes to we need to give uh, Josh Allen same type of treatment that Lamar's been getting. I, I'm not saying you're wrong on that. My thing is that the reason why Lamar was getting so much slander was because of his record more so it's record in his performance in the playoffs more so than than him just not showing up or I'm sorry than him just putting up a whole bunch of stats and losing right so in Lamar's four playoff games before the, this Texans game they just played he was one in three now two and three um but Josh Allen has 
double the amount of playoff wins than Lamar. He he is five and six at the moment when it comes to playoff uh, record. And he also has a pass rating of 121 touchdowns and four picks in, in his playoff career. So, but that's that's where I'm getting at when it comes to everything that you're talking about about Josh Allen, where it's like, yeah, he's coming up short. It sucks. You know, everybody wants to win a Super Bowl every year. All right, I got that. But if you move on from Josh Allen, like who who you think right now is going to be able to replicate that for your team, as in for the Buffalo Bills? I, I mean, there's only a handful of teams and those a handful of players, and those and those players are not leaving from the team anytime soon. So the Bills are in between a rock and a hard place. You know, do you make up a change and you know let go of McDermott and you know whatever? I don't think so. They already made an office, a coordinator change, of course, throughout, uh, during the season, going from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady. I don't know if you saw that there was a clip of Gabe Davis talking back to the Bills fan base at one point in time uh, after the game was over with. Um, there was, some, again, some speculation that maybe Gabe Davis could be leaving Buffalo. So if that's the case for Buffalo – they're going to have to figure out how to reassemble this with Josh Allen. And also they need to stop letting Josh Allen run the goddamn ball so much and let James Cook take over those carries because this is about to be what year seven now I think going in next year will be year seven for him or your, I'm sorry, year six, I should say. And he's going to start feeling like a 10 year player, 11 year player with these hits that he's accumulating. And for Josh Allen, we, we talked about it where he might be like an Andrew Luck type of player. You're going to get all this greatness for an eight-year period, but because he's so banged up, he might not be able to last for 18 years. So, man, it's, it's very interesting. And then, of course, I saw the, the trolling from the Chiefs fan base when it comes to, of course, the reason why Patrick Mahomes is a Chief is because of the trade that they made with the Buffalo Bills and – it's, it's a lot there for that those two teams and that quote-unquote rivalry. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel bad at all for, for the Bills or their organization or their fan bases because we, we keep thinking – everybody keep thinking, oh, man, they're just – we love their fan bases. They, they they break themselves on tables that are set on fire, and the Bill Mafia gives all this money to people that are sick or this, that, and the third, and then they show their true colors, throwing snowballs at people. And you know, doing all the other crap on the side to where it, it again, folks showing their true colors, and that's just really how Buffalo fan. That, the reason why Buffalo Bill fan base is the way that they are because they haven't won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl, and they went to Super Bowl four times in a row and lost them all. And now they probably will never go back because they're cursed. So, don't feel bad for you. Sucks to suck. I would, I would, I would be upset living in Buffalo, New York, as well, too. The only thing that you got over there is, is shitty ass wings and a shitty ass football team. So, Dang. I, I said what I said. Then you took it personal. I too. said what I said. Not taking it back either. Ish. But no, I'm, I mean, I'm done. The Chiefs found a way to win, which is what good teams do. What Super Bowl winning teams do. They were able to find a way to win it. Patrick Mahomes was able to stand stand tough when he needed to stand tough. Uh, now you gotta go do it in Baltimore. I mean, yeah, pretty much. We will, of course, uh, re- or, sorry, uh, preview the conference championship game matchups on Sunday if Ish is available to join me for that because we will have, of course, only two games on on one day, of course, which will be on Sunday. So 
Don't be expecting any football on Saturday. You won't see anything. Uh, so everything will come down to Sunday. Who we'll see real soon. Who will be playing at Super Bowl Fifty Eight in Vegas? And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great. I think both games are going to be very 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 good. Very very good. So great. We'll see how this all plays out. We will be back, like I said, on Sunday to review to reveal our uh, conference championship game picks and. We'll be back to next Tuesday for the recap show for that game. And we'll have a on and we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk, of course, a little bit more about that next week. Uh, thank you all once again for joining us back. And um, again, I apologize for missing last week. I had to, had to get right. So now that I'm right, let's uh, finish up this regular season. Yeah, finish up this postseason. Let's get to the offseason so we can see the, the other fun that's going to happen in the league. Offseason. It's going to be a crazy offseason. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. With that being said, I appreciate y'all. I'm about to go and watch uh, the parent track with my wife because apparently she's never seen it before. So I got to put her on game right quick. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Peace. Well, I'm just saying. Everybody got to watch I mean, you, you going to put her 